You are listening to an A&R special edition podcast on the Loki Disney Plus TV show. Let's get started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special A&R podcast. We're talking all things Loki, the Disney Plus Loki TV show. This is episode two. And we're going to be discussing everything, so it's full of spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, please go watch it and then come back and listen to our take. And before we get started, I want to bring in my fellow TVA agents in the fold. I have my friend D. D, how's it going? Pretty good today. How about you? Good, good, good. And my other TVA agent, Chris. Chris, how are you doing? I am good. I just finished eating my salad. Oh, <laughs> oh you're all energized yeah. up the for one, this episode. Is it, is it the one where Loki dips a little bit of salt and and pepper in the salad, or no? Yeah, it kind of switches it up, especially that little drink that he added in there in the end. I'm just like, ooh, a little bit <laughs> Makes of Makes it creaminess. very creamy, right? You, yeah, it's almost like a vinaigrette dressing, you know, healthier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, let's get started with episode two, and boy, was it a good episode. So we start off with 1985 Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So we get a bunch of TV agents that arrive there because of a report of a time variant. So they get there, and um, they go to this, you know, obviously it's it's sort of like... Um, Medieval fair is that maybe something you want to call it like yeah, a fair, right? That's or what it is. It's a yeah. medieval sort of like a gathering, fair. right? Yeah. So everyone's dressed up, and then some lady yells at them, and says, "Hey, you guys are not playing the part," and they're just <laughs> like, "Yeah, shut up, shut up, lady." <laughs> and they go into one of these little tents they have set up there at the fair, and uh, all of a sudden the megaphone comes on, and you got uh, music coming on, and. I cannot believe I heard this song three Same. times in the last couple of weeks. It's three times in what one week. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? I Need a Hero is just driving me nuts now. This is crazy. First, we heard of the He-Man trailer a few weeks ago. Then we see it at E3, Guardians of the Galaxy game by Score Enix. And now we get it here. Like, What are the odds of three total di- different con- you know, companies... Uh, avenues of you know media decides to pick the song and play it all within two weeks of each other it's crazy did you guys like pick up on that no i did 100 percent. i was just yeah i told jess too i was like this is the third time i've heard this song this week <laughs> chris what do you think did you just roll your eyes and say, oh my god again uh it, i thought it was weird but you know i like the song because it's a good song and you know it was used in track. Well, no, it's a, it's a great song it's a great song but just hearing it three times is just so weird right it's just like oh my god pick something else people here i wonder if there's a meaning oh no there's no meaning it's just what are the coincidence that's what it is but anyway so the song comes on and our mysterious time variant thief uh just you know quickly dissembles uh, disassembles these agents and drags one of them into the portal or doorway, whatever you want to call it. And then we hit the credits for Loki. And then we get Loki sitting on a desk, reading a magazine, which looks to be like Chris Hemsworth on a jet ski. That would have been so cool. <laughs> I'm sure he did like you know some advertising for magazines before. But that would have been funny seeing Hemsburg on a jet ski as an advertisement. And uh, we have Miss Minutes, who is, is that like a, like he was asking her, are you like sort of an AI, artificial holographic intelligence? It, it looks like that, right? She She's able to think and talk and react to say, uh, in real time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Well, uh, she, I thought yeah. it was pretty interesting. She did say both. Cause yeah, she's like, are her, you a recording? Yeah. Or she's like, oh, I'm a little bit of both, I guess. <laughs> she's like a futuristic version of an iPhone, right? Yeah. So, yeah, she's able to do everything um, and make you pay a lot of money to get, you know, apps like an iPhone probably. But uh, 
Yeah, so she basically, you know, is trying to quiz him and test him and get him up to speed uh, of all the knowledge that the TVA agency has to offer. And uh, he's a quick learner because, you know, he looks like he's not paying attention, but he really is. He knows his stuff. Um, and he's basically trying to, you know, do his job to retain everything and then quickly responds back. But it's Loki. You know, he's always going to try to be mischief. And he, I just love the fact that he rolls up the magazine and just tries to thwart at her. And she runs into the little computer and hides. I thought that was pretty funny. What do you guys think about Loki? Do you think he really is that intelligent that he's able to pick up all of the agencies and, you know, information? Oh, 100%. He really is brilliant. He just doesn't really care to show it to people who are beneath him. And he comes off as just like egotistical and bored. But I liked these types of scenes because it's a good way to give the audience the rules on how these TVA and timeline and timeline paradoxes work without us having to spend like five minutes watching some random explanation or monologue. Just like nice little tidbit drops like that. I appreciate. Chris, what did you think about uh, going back a little bit further just before the, uh, the credits rolled the quick, you know, work that this TVA uh, variant did or the variant, sorry, uh, Loki variant made quick work of the TVA agents. What did you think? Did you, at that time, what were you thinking of who this character is or what the abilities they have? Well, it was a good scene because, you know, they walked into the tent, everything happened, and then all of a sudden the TVA agent um, moved back and then you see this hand come out and you see this little, I called it mind jacked, like it took over her body and then they, oh, it's, it's hard to say because, you know, Marvel's good at keeping us guessing and, you know, um, yeah it's kind of going forward because the different variants will have different abilities and you know we've yeah. talked about that so yeah we'll we'll get into that in a, in a quick second here definitely uh, about the variants for sure yeah definitely but i mean did you at that time think this was um a female or a male or you didn't care at that point who this person was the way they were moving around i couldn't have guessed you know we've it there yeah. was no hints to if it was a male or a female you know we yeah. just uh seen this hand come out of the darkness so it doesn't really give yeah. much away you know but uh yeah. it was a great start to the episode yeah definitely a lot of quick action there all right okay um so we definitely you know I, at that time for me personally I, when i was looking at watching the movements and stuff I'm like, how do I know? Like, I, I just, like, I can't tell if it's a female or a male. And then the person has the ability just to drag a body with one hand into the portal. I'm like, well, whoever it is, it's, they've got some powerful, you know, either natural strength or maybe magic strength, right? I mean, this person is powerful to do that because we saw it in the other episode, the first one, where the person was trying to slam, uh, get the, what what is that device called again? The little time reset uh, time reset device Charges. and and that person just pulled and yanked that body as if it's nothing and it was a full-grown man too right so this per this variant has a lot of powers um or maybe a lot of magic powers that we're not yet uh, aware of for her to her or him to do that at that time so we get into you know miss minutes talking to him and you in walks in Morbius and Morbius, sorry, and gives him a jacket, and he puts on this jacket and becomes Al Bundy. No, that doesn't <laughs> become Al Bundy. <laughs> Get the TVA jacket, and he's really proud of it. And they go into a little briefing area where they're talking about this incident that just happened in 1985, and you see in the middle a hologram set up where it shows various Lokis. How surprised were you guys to see how many variations they were going to quickly show? And was there any Easter eggs in those? Well, I knew they would go over a few of them. Like, I didn't know when, but this whole 
show is dedicated to different versions of Loki. So sooner or later, we'll be seeing some either images of them or actual characters. Just like I was expecting them to use the female version. Because in the comics, he did have a female form at one point. And I don't think the movies would bring in or change our Loki to female Loki. So it would have been a good time to use that one in this show. So right off episode one, I thought they might use that or a kid Loki. Because those are two versions that have shown up in the comics. And they are unassuming and not very imposing, but very powerful characters when they want to be. So just change it up a little bit. But then we saw from the height that it's not a child, so I assumed it was a woman. And then going through the table of the holograms, they had some kind of jokey ones like a track star or Olympic runner, Loki. <laughs> well, are you guys aware of why they did the track star? No. It's sort of a it's sort of a play on Lance Armstrong because he was a, he was caught cheating. Oh. So Lance Armstrong <laughs> used to keep winning the Tour de France, and then they finally caught him cheating. He was using steroids, and he was stripped of all his accolades. Because uh, up until he was caught, he was considered the best Tour de France athlete, period, because he had won so many times. So it, it's a play on that, because that's pretty much Lance, Lance Armstrong's attar, the yellow top, and you have Loki's head on it. Right? I thought it was pretty funny. I had a good chuckle about it, because I recognized it right away. I'm like, oh, okay, so they're playing off Lance Armstrong calling him a cheater and Loki's a cheater all the time right he's always going to try to get an edge I quite enjoyed the blue version of Loki because obviously he's a frost giant right yeah so it was nice to see that and then we had and then we had the hulked out Loki man that looked big I want to see that in a tv or or a movie right (laughs) that looked pretty cool hulked out Loki did you guys um well, D. Well, I'm going to ask you this: In the comic books, did did any of those Loki show up anywhere? I don't recall any of those. I'm sure they have. I just don't recall any. Okay. Especially like, and... there must be like maybe an obscure <laughs> Lance Armstrong Loki, but. <laughs> but did you see his face when that image showed up on the hologram, and he's wearing the or- <laughs> the yellow shirt, and it goes to Loki's face, and he's like, "What the heck." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks so surprised that was good okay so one of the things I wanted to ask you was in those holograms there was no female depiction of him yeah but did they only show how many did they show three did that, yeah did that did you, did you find that strange no I didn't really think anything Chris, of it Chris did you find it strange that there was no female depictions of him in the hologram I was always hoping for it because, you know, when we went back to seeing the trailer, I was hoping that, you know, we would see Lady Loki, but, you know, they kept it to the frost giant and that crazy, huge creature, Hulk-like looking. But, you know, it's still only episode two, so who knows what else they're going to show us. Yeah. Like, if they did intend to use the Lady Loki... I don't think they'd announce like I think that was supposed to be like a surprise like go up it's yeah so I I don't think they'd be willing to or wanted to show off a female version just for that reason if they do use it (laughs) yeah like I don't know you know what I mean like don't unveil your top secret yeah even though it could be hiding close to the vest yeah so okay so you know they're all briefed and uh, Mobius he makes sure that he says this because he wants everyone to understand and the audience as well. He says each these variants have unique abilities. Not all of them are the same, which I thought that was very, very interesting for him to drop that little nugget. And that's obviously directed at the audience to understand that the Loki that you know with the powers he has doesn't mean that other Lokis have the same powers. Mm-hmm. The, the, the fact that they all have... Uh, the ability to have different powers makes it even more interesting now for me to not only see different versions of him but to see what can they conjure up you know from their ability so i think that's really interesting that they mentioned that did you guys pick up on that yeah it made me um, curious what other abilities they would display later on in the show 
since they went out of their way to tell us that, then it makes sense they would go out of their way to show it too eventually. So hopefully we see some cool stuff. It could have been a throwaway line, but I don't think so. Yeah, Chris, what, what did you think? Pretty much the same. I did love how he delivered the explanation of it. It was just... It was, wow. Yeah, it's like, I served you. <laughs> this is it. And he's like, will you calm down? <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much... Professor Loki, that light, Professor Loki was it was hilarious. Oh, so oh, yeah. He's trying to explain when he's explaining the difference, I love that. <laughs> like, thanks, Professor Loki. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get on with the actual, you know, <laughs> investigation here? So they jump into 1985. Oshkosh. D, what happens when they get there? So when they get there, Loki puts on a big show. Like He's like, oh, no, don't exit this tent unless you want to be killed. And then he goes on to some witty monologuing about how you have to be prepared for anything and how, what was it, what was it, there, where there are wolves' ears, wolves' teeth are near. And he goes on to say that Asgardians always said this, which was funny to him because Asgardians are stupid, but people often forget that they can see something in plain sight and then forget about the like minute details. Like traps are all around them. You have to be prepared for anything. One wrong move and you'll die. And he's like, I'm willing to help you guys, of course, but I need some reassurance that I'll be kept alive. So I think we should go talk to the timekeepers immediately because they're in grave danger. And that's when Mobius is like, okay, he's lying. I really liked the delivery of that scene. And up until halfway, I thought, okay, maybe there is a trap. I don't see why there couldn't be because time variant loki already ambushed them in the same spot why not leave booby traps for the second people to show up and then it wasn't until the timekeeper's line where i was like oh okay he's bsing that's a shame now you just dropped 10 trust points with these guys yeah definitely but he's loki like you expect it and i think the show is doing a good job of making us like him and then reminding us He's actually a jerk, so you can like him all you want, but he's probably just going to well, lie to you. that's a little bit harsh, isn't he? Is he a jerk in your eyes? I didn't know that, D. Yeah. I love him, but he's, yeah, he's very, oh. he's very, he's still the same guy who, I think, up until this point, it might have been a day. It's, it's been maybe a day at two max since he tried to overthrow New York <laughs> and killed like a thousand people. <laughs> Let's not forget he did that. Yeah, okay, fine. I'll give you that. <laughs> but I still love the guy. Everyone makes mistakes, right? So <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I expect him to do mischievous things. That's in his nature. Uh, I just thought that, you know, right, you know, when he's given a, the jacket and he's given, you know, sort of embraced in the group to go with them on their first mission... I thought maybe he would wait, you know, to maybe do something. Yeah, that's but, <laughs> he like, went right all off out. the bat. Like he's like, oh, I'm just gonna try to lie to these guys right off the bat, you know. <laughs> I think it's a great know, way Chris, of. What, oh yeah, I think it's. No, no, a, no, go ahead, Chris. I think it's a great way because you know, in the first episode, we got to see the softer side of Loki after he was watching his past and he saw himself die, and you know, we thought, okay, he's making a change. But then it just goes back to, you know, habits are hard to break, you know, in this second episode in that tent when he says, oh, uh, it's a trap, you know, don't go out there, don't leave. And then, yeah, Mobius catches on to that. So, you know, we think we thought he changed in the first episode, but then those little mischievous things come out in the second episode. And it's just a reminder that this is who he is, you know. But who knows what we're going to see. Like, oh, I just want to talk about that. I think it was so interesting. But you know what I mean? It's just that nice little, he's trying to be good, but he's still up to his tricks. And he's yeah, a liar. Exactly. So there's like going to be a lot of red herrings, I think. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So what happens after that, D? So basically, Mobius looks like a fool for trusting him. 
and they head back to TVA HQ, and he ends up in Ravona Renslayer's office, and she's like, basically scolding him. He's like, "You took okay, the most." So, uh, oh. I, I just want to stop. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to stop. You know, the entrance of the uh, Ramona's office. It was very interesting how they panned right to that very central figure, the statue, and then they zoom out. Yeah, they keep to doing me, that. To me, that they're really trying to show you this middle character in 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 the of the three, you know, time keepers, and it just, I, I, you know, he's. It's like you know, I've traded in more uh, Mephisto for Kang the Conqueror. Now. <laughs> it's like, you know, where is he? I want to see him. Like, come on, like, stop teasing me. I want to see him, and I'll be happy. So. I don't know. I just found that really, really interesting how they did that, how they zoomed in and then zoomed out in the office of that one particular um, time variant uh, keeper. So I thought that was really interesting. Anyway, sorry, T, go on. No, no, that's fine. And then since we're on the topic of the office, Mobius mentions the office keeps changing. It just keeps getting better and better. So that was interesting. Yeah. Like, I wonder what it looked like before. Who keeps giving her these perks? The timekeepers? Well, that's weird because Mobius also mentions, yeah, I've never really seen these guys before. So that's something I gravitated to. And if it is Kang... Well, she, she also mentioned... Yeah, you were saying? Oh, go ahead. I want to hear what you say. She also mentioned, remember, you're not the only um, person I have. Oh, yeah, analyst. Analyst, right? So that's interesting. I want to know who that is as well. Yeah. So... Or will we get to see them, or is that just another throwaway line? Like, there, Marvel does a good job of s making characters say things that show up later on, but also including just sprinkles of useless information that make people think <laughs> yeah. it's Mephisto an entire season. So. Oh my god! Well, it's not. I, like I said, I traded in Mephisto. Yeah. It's Kang now. So every time I see something, I'm like, "That's Kang." So when when yeah. Mobius mentions like, "Yeah, I've never really seen these guys before," it makes me think like, "Is this a bigger?" scheme that kang you know when when villains create a persona like in batman begins yeah. rajal ghoul made the illusion that he was this immortal person bigger than he is when in reality he was just a normal guy and created this legend to keep people devoted to him i wonder if if kang is involved did he create this tva and this backstory about a deviating timeline so he has one linear timeline to keep order of and create this yeah, legend I mean, of the timekeepers when it, like who, who it's knows it's going to be very 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 interesting when it unfolds definitely yeah. for sure i'm i'm just uh, i'm on edge now so like we don't anyway, know what's going to happen they're, yeah, so they're having a conversation and she kind of gives him grief about you know putting the drink down on the coaster notice the coaster was hexagon yeah so that was pretty yes. funny <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean it's uh it's a little nod to our wanda vision there and uh so she opens up the file and says you know check out you know a blunder of a case you just got here and this guy that you brought in you know she's basically poo-pooing all over his decision to bring Loki, this Loki, into this investigation and saying that, I think you're wrong for doing this. And it's, you know, backfiring already. And it just, like, it sucks because, you know, he's brought this guy in, given him a second chance. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, what he did in the tent there where he tried to manipulate them right off the bat. And he just feels like he's been let down and he's getting pissed now because... It's his reputation now on the line. And, you know, he storms out of there, you know, pissed. And then you have Loki sitting there, you know, basically, oh, what did she say? You know, everything's okay. You know, like, I was expecting him to kind of sucker punch him or something, right? <laughs> I, what, what did you guys take off that whole interaction? Did, like, you know, when he walked out of there, did you feel that he, he should have been pissed or... and? said something even more than what he said to loki i mean i don't blame him for being mad but you kind of have to expect this like look who you brought in to help you and not only that yeah. but you didn't really put a control collar in on this time he, like, he could have very easily just killed you all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, i'm surprised he didn't so kudos to him for like holding back and just relying on his wit 
But also on the flip side, Loki needs to learn when to be quiet. Because as soon as he got out of the office, like, so I know my antics were a little crazy back there and I'm sorry, but blah, blah, blah. Like he's trying to suck up to him immediately. And he gives him the whole, they go back and forth. And he tried to play off Loki's ego, which then in turn made Loki angry. He's like, ah, oh, very clever. Like you're trying to do this to me when I'm actually doing this to you. It's a nice back and forth of cat and mouse. And I don't know how many times they can go around in circles. Right now it's amusing, but sooner or later I'm going to be like, Mobius, did you seriously trust him for the 10th time and expect this to work? Like, I don't know <laughs> at, what, like, at what point it's going to give. <laughs> so I'll see, I'll see how long they do this back and forth cat and mouse game. But for now, I'm enjoying it. Chris, what, what was your take on it when you walked out of their office? Were, were you expect? Were you angry with Mobius, or were, did you feel that it was he was overreacting? Um, maybe he was. I feel like he was just putting on a bit of a show because he still wanted to continue working with Loki, and you know, just going by what D was saying when he came out and uh, was just telling Loki. You know, the one thing that really stuck out was when Mobius said that the Loki variant was smarter than him and that kind of shut him up for that moment. But, uh, you know, they were there. These two are truly involved with this Loki variant and he wants to continue that work because he thinks he's an asset. So it was just a bit of um for me, it was a bit of an in-between scene, but, you know, I just uh, hooked on to the, you know, Mobius kind of serving it back to Loki after everything. That... Yeah, I think because yeah, like you said, like, you know, he, he brought him in. He's an asset. He's, he keeps telling everybody else in the agency that he's an asset, but it just turns like that he's not an asset. He's more of an, you know what? <laughs> and it's you know it's frustrating him now it's getting to the point where you know how many times do i have to explain to you that how important this you know is and how lucky you are to be in the situation to help out and possibly you know live instead of dying for breaking the rules and yeah it's sort of boiling now to the top you know coming to the surface there and uh so he gives him two options right and the two options what were the two options d do you remember like when he said, "What like, believe whichever one you want." Are you talking about that? Yeah, one? yeah. Where he's like, "Oh, I, I believe whatever you want. Either I saw someone who needed help and I pitied a little boy, who, or I want to catch this time variant and I needed you to do it. Like easy. Like either I cared about you, so I took pity on you, which but, is still kind of insulting. Yeah. Or I'm using you. So t- choose you whichever one his, you want. Loki, did you see Loki's reaction when he said, "You know, I pitied the little boy." I don't know if you guys noticed that the camera panned into his face when he said that. And it, it, I think that he hurt him a little bit. Yeah, see, that's the whole you cat know? and mouse thing. <laughs> it's like they're yeah. they're bouncing these, like, jabs at each other. These backhanded, like, phrases. They're savages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he gives him that option and tells him, like, you either get with it or get out of here. And well, let's see, if, you know... Let's follow here next, you know, the next chapter here. So, Chris, what happens afterwards here? So they had this conversation. So They're walking in the hallway, they go to the library, right? Is it a library? Yeah. Yeah. Loki is sent to the books to do research on the variant case files to look for any uh, leading information. And uh, as Loki's looking through the files. You know, he thought he'd be smart, and he goes up to the bookkeeper, librarian. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. The bell. And uh, so he tries getting more info on the timekeepers. and Classified. He's, uh, classified. <laughs> the creation, the beginning, and classified. ending of time. <laughs> and finally, he's like, is there anything I can see? So... She brings him over to the bookcases and hands him the exact same files that he's supposed to be looking at, <laughs> which is uh, which was funny. And then uh, as Loki is searching through these papers, he is looking at um, the apocalypse that has happened. 
and he figures out that the variant is hiding in different apocalyptic moments um so they can so the variant so can... let's talk about that okay. let's talk about yeah. this whole this process i want to get you guys' take on this so he discovers that this variant is going from apocalypse uh, or major catastrophic events uh, and hiding in these events what is the reason d that you took out of it is why this variant is doing that well it's funny chris mentioned like the files that he got she only gave him his time like his life story basically he was only allowed to read his own so it's very impressive that he even came to this conclusion he saw the destruction of asgard and put two and two together so when a time variant goes to let's say a place where it's about to be destroyed Anything they do up until that point won't matter because it will cease to exist after that. So he could go to Asgard before its moments of destruction, punch Odin in the face, uh, kill his brother there, slap Jane. Either it doesn't matter <laughs> because Asgard, at the end of the day, will still be destroyed. So any, what do they call it? Nexus radiation? Nexus event? Nexus events. Will stop yeah. at that point anyway. Because time for that place in reality doesn't exist anymore. So do whatever you want. If you did it yeah, in a place that's going to continue well. on after that, then the Nexus event will still progress with it, and that's what screws up the timeline. So, I don't know. Yeah. I like that they explained yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. It, just, it actually made sense because, you know, life ceased to exist at that point. So... Obviously, anything you do is not going to affect. There's no butterfly effect to it, right? Yeah. It it just it just stops there, and um, so he brings it to uh, Mobius, and what does he what does he say, Mobius? He's like, "What are you talking about?" Like, just basically saying, "You're an idiot." <laughs> like, what? And so, Chris, what happens when he's trying to explain that to him? Uh, the salad. <laughs> The salad. Oh my gosh. So practically what D said, he's explaining to Mobius using his salad as a metaphor, um, saying that, you know, whatever he does in the end, it's not going to create a rift, you know, because so the variant uses these events as a way to create events that won't be detected by the TVA. Um, so we have loki doing his salt and pepper and then he grabs the juice box i don't know it was from his buddy right his his buddy <laughs> yeah i'll turn you into a fish same calvin or something <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and he pours that in the salad and that's the apocalypse and just the way he made his point and then mobius I, is I, I, yeah. honestly like i couldn't stop laughing him with the shakers <laughs> just so funny he's just shaking away shaking away the, the world's smallest salt shaker and pepper shake <laughs> and so after that mobius thinks about it and loki talks mobius into okay let's let's go to one of these events and test out this theory and they're not sure well mobius isn't sure so loki pushes them on so they end up in pompeii which I have to say is a really funny scene. So they get to Pompeii and they're waiting for the volcano to erupt. And so they were looking at creating a distraction. Mobius is like, can you make bird sounds? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Loki just takes over and he jumps out in the crowd and he's like, you're all going to die. And he was speaking in their languages and people are just looking at him like he's crazy. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, they were trying to create that Nexus event, which would yeah. throw off. So obviously the volcano erupts mobius looks at his control pad thing notices that there isn't any branching off happening and he's like okay this is it this we, is we got something here we yeah got, we got something right yeah exactly what did so, you think you know basically 
we you know Mobius now is interested in this theory, so they kind of you know he accepts that and he's like okay fine maybe this is something here and then D, what happens right after that? They go back and try to like discover which catastrophic event the time variant would be in and they have to look through all the files between now and 2050 and they narrow it down to 2050 because that's where Kablooey, that gum she had in the first episode that the little girl had was created and it was in Alabama 2050 so then they go back to the office and he tries to persuade her to get a task force because they narrowed it down and they believe the time variant is there and she's skeptical but she lets Mobius have his task force and take Loki so they're all debriefing and they head to Alabama and was it a warehouse what would you call it is it the Kablooey factory uh, it's it like store? a Walmart isn't it I guess so like some sort Ross of set Park. store what yeah. was it called <laughs> uh, Rocks oh my god Where it... Rocks Rocks Carts Oh, Rock's which Cart. is a subdivision like of Marvel of Rock Comics, Song. which is cool. I know there's oh, Rocks wow. on in Marvel. I did not know that. Yeah. And then they have the, yeah. So that's cool that they use that name. Nice, nice. Oh, just another Easter egg, since we're talking about Easter eggs here, is when he's going to, in the hallway to the library, there's a 372 on the wall there. Oh, and yes. that is... That is reference to the first time the TVA meets Thor in the comics. Issue number 372 in Thor comics. Mm. Yes. So I love I love these Easter eggs. I love the little drop of nuggets throughout the shows. So good. Did you guys get the Anyways. first one? When they what get to the Wisconsin? One? Oh, the one from Wisconsin is pretty cool. So creator Mark... Gruenwald, sorry if I mispronounce his name, he's actually from that town in Wisconsin, and he is the one responsible for creating, get this, Flag Smasher, Battlestar, and U.S. Agent. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at that. that that's cool. That is awesome. I thought it was um, Oshkosh, the kids' outfits. <laughs> 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 throw a little call back there, you know, be me being a parent there. So, <laughs> meant it many times to Oshkosh for clothing. Yeah, same. All right, so we are at the point where this is where the fun begins. Right? Mobius, Am I Mobius right? got desperate. He was about to give Loki his daggers, and uh, the uh, agent's like, "Absolutely not. <laughs> nope, not happening. <laughs> yeah. Not on my watch." <laughs> so then, yeah, they all they all head to that um to that location, and they split up. Mobius wants to go with Loki, but she's just being a stickler. So Loki's with her. What's her name? HB15, I think. Or Hunter Hunter B15. Yeah, something so, like that. They're so all, they all split up. Names. The classic. Let's split up and go in different directions because that always works. And <laughs> time variant Loki gets the drop on them. But this one is using, I think it's called enchantments, where she basically like gets brainwashed. And yeah. the time variant's speaking through her now. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they spend this moment showing off one of these powers. Loki's like, oh, very clever enchantment, but it's cowardly. Did Loki ever do that without the Tesseract? Because he did that in the movie, but he needed the power to, like, he needed the Tesseract to do it. Yes. Yeah. So this That's seems like it's, it. it seems like it's one of those powers that you were talking about earlier, Elvin, where this yeah. variant can do something that he can't, maybe. Well, maybe he did, knew, um, did do it before in Asgard, but maybe he just got lazy and had, you know, the Tesseract there, so he the Tesseract kind of did it for him. Possibly, yeah. But I also noticed he, like, he's like, know the backstories. he called it cowardly, and then I'm like, you did this the entire first movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, are you just exactly. being jealous because you can't do it now because you don't yeah. have the tesseract or is this just like who knows who knows with loki he's a liar right but exactly the time variant look i'm just going to call her tvl yeah the hunter woman gets knocked out so it's just loki versus loki now but the time variant loki 
is jumping bodies. And I thought that was a pretty cool fight. Even though it was just nobody characters. I don't know. Do, like This episode didn't really have a lot of action. So this is the biggest action scene I think we've gotten. And I was satisfied with it. I don't expect this to be an action-packed show. It's not Falcon well, it, Winter it's not, Soldier. It's not going to be uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. And, you know, Captain America. And I'm okay with that. Like that. Yeah, exactly. It, it's going to be, you know, mystery solving, you know, manipulation, stuff like that, which is, you know, I, I'll take that. No problem. Yeah. It's, it's like it's CSI. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. TVA. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Chris, this is where we get our Loki to our variant Loki to reveal actually before that um as they're going around a supermarket they end up finding the kidnapped tva agent which oh yes they found her a bit disorientated and she's going off saying she was going off the rockers (laughs) oh she's she was going off saying i told them i told them how the to find the timekeepers and you know, she kept saying it's point, real it's, over and over. It's okay. Things are getting serious. So they find the agent. They find that out, and then we get back. There's that conversation with the two Lokis, and then, uh, oh my gosh, sorry, Loki was talking to variant Loki about how he wanted to take over the Timekeepers, like take it over, control it, and explaining his plan to the variant. And the variant turns around and says, I'm not interested. I am not interested in taking over the time variance authority. And then we get to the point where the agent gave up the info to find the time... Oh my gosh, sorry, I just repeated myself, you guys. (laughs) Uh, As they're walking through and talking, Loki notices the time. Like the uh, detonators, the bombs? The detonators, thank you, yeah. Oh, the time reset, the time reset charges. Time reset, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the way they're rewarding it, time reset, yeah. Time reset, time reset. (laughs) So he notices these placed sporadically throughout the store. And from there, that's when the variant Loki reveals herself. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So this was, you know, some of us might have been expecting it. Some of us wasn't. It was a great surprise. And uh, I'm going to let you guys talk about that because I got... A, yeah, I mean some juicy topic definitely. about this. Yeah, go for it. So right off the bat, people are starting to analyze. People are trying to say, okay, is this something more to it than just a Loki? You know, there's talks on the internet now that is is, is she enchantress? And I'm gonna say out right now that she's not. She yeah. is a Loki variant. That's my theory. She's a Loki variant, and I'm, you know, unless, you know, obviously. If they want to, they can make her enchantress, but I don't believe she is. To me, she's Loki variant, and because the show is about Loki, why would they add yeah. another big character, <laughs> big character, and change the whole thing? And then we're like, well, what happened to variants then? Where's the Loki variant? So I don't buy any of that talk. I think that's just nonsense. And obviously, we won't know for sure until we watch this. But they gotta stick to the Loki variant topic. They can't just go bring a big character in there. And then change the whole thing up. Is that's not the Marvel way, right? So, they've got a game plan, and they said they've been mentioning and harping on that. Even with going back to the briefing where he's talking about Loki's and variants and powers, why would they spend all that time talking about all this, and then just ignore all of that and bring a new character into the fold, right? So, that's my theory. D, what's your take on it? I don't think it's Enchantress. I mean. Loki has been a woman in the comics, so it just seems yeah, weird exactly. that they could use a female Loki and then be like, nope, just kidding, it's not actually Loki. It's Loki <laughs> pretending to be Enchantress, who's actually Enchantress pretending to be Loki. It's like, like no, it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's just too convoluted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's it's people. It's it's those you know those those people like the Morbius people. You know, I don't, I don't I'm not like that, but it's those people that kept talking about. Oh, we see Morbius. We see Morbius. That's gonna be Morbius. Those people are just you know crazy people. But that's the but thing with this. Anyways, D. <laughs> Sorry. A- anyways, D. So, um, what happens after she has revealed herself? She basically mocks him. He's like, "It's not about you at all. Like, I don't care about you." Damn, like... <laughs> that, that's the line right there, right? That's the line. <laughs> yeah. At the whole show, that's the biggest line right there. This is not about you, and it's like, whoa! Like right off the bat, you know, this Loki is, uh, you know, how Mobius said, far superior than this one we have, right? So, I to me that line kind of made the show when she threw it right back at him and said. Nah, this is not about you. What do you guys take out of that line? I loved it. Uh, for me, it was big. What, what about you guys? I absolutely loved it. Because you're like, but, but my name's on the title, so it is about me. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I, yeah, no, 100% absolutely love it. There's bigger fish to fry in her big plans, and I want to know why she's doing all this. I want to know her motives. I want to know if I'd be sympathetic. Because... It doesn't seem like she's just a nutcase. Like she's doing this for a reason, and I am dying to find out what that reason is, and I'm excited. Oh man, it just it killed me. So they they go into she opens up the portal, right, and then she sets off all the the uh, what what do we decide to call it again? The time, the time reset. reset. Yeah. The time reset bomb. Let's just call it that way. The time reset, and it lights up like a Christmas tree all over the place, and then. It goes kablooey. And all of a sudden, they go to the Trivariant office or headquarters. And it shows all these lights. They're all red veering off the Yeah, all veering off the main course. And I don't know if you guys happened to see the monitor where they showed where these variants are happening. Did you guys happen to see that monitor? Let's try to see if there's any noticeable, um, like, Earth... Oh, I noticed a few. Earth I know there was some references in there. Yeah, there's Xandar, uh, Vormir. Mm-hmm. There was um, even the planet, uh, even the area where um, I believe the Frost Giants lived. Oh, Jotunheim? Uh, yeah, Jotunheim. And I believe, and then there was other places. Uh, on Most of them were on Earth, most of them. So in different periods of time too as well. But, uh, yeah, so all of the, you know, the timeline, things are just going haywire. And uh, D, what happens at the after all this happens? What's going so, on now? It was explained earlier in the episode, once a Nexus event goes past a red line, you can't reset it. Like, what's done is done. So everyone at the office is freaking out. They're calling their superiors for the red line event total dimensional chaos and collapse and it cuts back between the office and the TVA at Roxcart and you want to call them portals wormholes doorways are opening up and Mobius yeah doorways yeah sprints back to Loki and Loki's looking at a doorway and he has a decision to make should he stay or can he go through this doorway and he's Loki what do you think he does? He's going to go in there. He has to go in there. <laughs> well, like, here's the thing. I don't even blame him because they didn't give him any reassurance. They were basically like, yeah, you die. And it's okay, so... <laughs> and you, you can't go back to your timeline, but we can't keep you either because you're a criminal. We just need to use you. Like, they're not making this deal sweet for him at all. Like, what happens when the case is done? Do they erase him? So I don't blame him for taking off. So I was gonna. Uh, that's what I was gonna ask you guys: is him doing this by him deciding to? Because you know you can hear Mobius in the back saying, "Don't go there. Stop, Loki. Stop." And he's like, "Nope." And he shoots right in there. Do you think that's the that's the breaking point of their trust for him? Like, I, I mean, think even so. if they decide, like I mean, with him maybe just with Mobius. I don't know about the TVA. But, I mean, with him, do you think this is it? Like, this is the straw that broke the camel's back here? Like, that's it? I'm, I'm, I'm done with this guy? Like, he's on his own now? Even if he redeems himself, I can't trust this guy anymore? What, what, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Yeah, but I don't think Loki took off just to bail. I think he went after the time variant to get the drop on her and prove that he is the superior Loki and bring her back to the TVA. 
is that's what you think is he's going there for justice i think he just wants to prove he's better but at the same time why not kill two birds with one stone and then maybe get his uh maybe get his his uh audience with the timekeepers by doing this how do you feel chris about this you know i think he's smarter than uh what we give him credit for because you know with all the information he's learned and especially going back to the beginning of the episode where he's sitting at the desk and miss minutes is talking to him about or teaching him the ways of tva you know i think he was he had this thought process you know i know mobius was telling him not to jump through but somehow i feel like something hit him that light bulb went off and he jumped through it because you know there was that talk about things run a course and sometimes things aren't written just yet so he used he kind of played off that so you know was it written that he was supposed to jump through that time door so you know it just leaves so much speculation open for discussion which is what we're doing but i think it was meant to happen it, it's very interesting because, you know, when he walked through that portal and looked back at them one last time, I'm thinking, like, this guy doesn't care at all about the TVA and their objectives. He cares about finding out the secrets of what's going on here and being able to use that. Because you could tell in the in the middle of the show where he's trying to explain to him, it's like, how can he be sure that these people are doing the right thing like he's questioning everything and everybody else is just going along with it and you know saying everything is you know perfect and fine and we got to follow our you know what our timekeepers have laid out in front of us and so is mobius is following it to a t like he's just a sheep right he's just following mm-hmm. what his hierarchies are telling him and and loki's like no i, I don't believe in this and I, I think there's more to it this so when he walked and made the decision to walk through that door into that portal he's absolutely certain now in my mind that there's more to this there's it's like an onion there's more layers to it and he needs to go through there and find out because he's starting to believe what this lady is you know telling him you know he's eating it all up and he's gonna go into that portal and find out now we don't know what's gonna happen till next week and it's pains me to say that because i'm dying to see the next episode (laughs) because that's going to be that sort of that that's episode three it's the midway point of this show so it's going to have a lot of explanation and things being revealed i think episode three is going to be one of the big episodes to get us understanding of what's going on from another perspective because up until now we've been only seeing it from the tva perspective we have not seen it from this female Loki's perspective as to why this Loki is doing what she's doing. So I think when he walks in, she's going to spill the beans and explain to him what's going on. And that's further going to add you know, clues to what this TVA is all about. Is it corruption? Is it Are they truly trying to do good? So... That's just my opinion on it. You know, what do you guys think? Well, as a whole, I hate time travel and I hate the rules that come with it because they don't make sense. <laughs> oh, I love time travel. I don't oh know man, I hate. There's I hate paradox back rules. In the future? Like, there's rules until there aren't rules, and then when those rules need to be broken, it's fine. Like the Avengers time traveling. Okay, so why was that allowed? Oh, because that was the path. What path? Like, what do you like? Can these guys see into the future? If so. Can they not predict what event they should jump to? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I like the show. Like, I'm not hating on the show at all. I know the show needs to involve time traveling. I know there's time traveling villains. So this is a good jumping point for those villains. I'm happy with it. I just find the whole time travel as a whole to be very confusing. The only yeah, I mean, time travel I, movie I, I like is Back to the Future. What, what were you going to say? I, I was just saying, like, that, I mean, that's why they have this show, right? Trying to make some sense of it. Trying yeah. to give, you know, because the movies can only do so much. So I think this show serves, a, it's serving a purpose of trying to give us information and how the Marvel cinematic 
universe works in terms of time traveling and other dimensions and all that, right? It's it's trying to explain to the average viewer what the rules are and they're going to play within these rules. Uh, Chris, you know, what, what what's your take on this? On the entire episode or just the ending? Just just his decision to walk through that door and and you know and what do you think it is you know the purpose he did that like he did it with conviction like, like he just walked walked through you know do you think that we're going to finally see the other side of the coin or it's just him being Loki and trying to be greedy with the thing how it ended you know I <clears throat> some of us kind of expected that he was going to step through it I'll be honest with you it's hard for me to explain what I'm expecting to happen you know I can only hope that you know with what D said that he's going after her to kind of show off that he's the superior Loki but who knows what's going to happen you know with time and the whole story we still don't know the full story about the variant so I'm not trying there's so many things that I can guess or we can guess what's going to happen and why he did what he did, but there's going to be a reason and it's going to be explained to us. I I can't wait for next episode. <laughs> That's what all if, I'm doing. What about this? Uh, I'll pose another thing to you guys here. What about this whole, you know, everything going in chaos? It's funny I say the word chaos. I'm trying to lead into the next thing here is <laughs> multiverse of madness. Are we, is this going to sort of like start the ball rolling for the Doctor Strange movie where there's things all over the place going on? What What do you guys think about that? I think so. I, I think this, I'm saying, I think this show will end up with a multiverse. Like, I think there is supposed to be a multiverse. I think the timekeepers made it singular and actually made it like this is not the way it's supposed to be they're just being they're power tripping basically i know there is a multiverse war i mean it's their word against who who else is there to speak on this like they're just saying things and like you said the tva is taking them at their word there's no proof i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a limb and have a theory here and um i'm gonna say this was all created by Kang, the Conqueror, because he did not want to compete with himself in multiple universes. So he wanted to make sure that he found a way to, to be the only Kang in this universe and not have to compete with other ones of himself, other variations of himself. That's my theory on this. It's out of left field, but I think that's the whole reason the TVA and all of this was created to serve him's purpose of being the only one to be able to, you know, be in this main universe and not have multiples of himself competing with himself. Just throwing it out there. But, yeah, it's going to be really cool. If this gets out of hand, it's going to tie in nicely with the Doctor Strange movie very, very well. That's probably why All right, we're let's getting ta- second season. Sorry, that's probably why we're getting yeah. a second season. That was a good point. Yeah. I never really thought about that. Yeah, that's why they pay me the big bucks here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's grade our episode two. Our first episode was the highest grade. By the way, I went back and checked our grading for all the other shows. Episode one of Loki was our highest overall grade we gave to an episode. So did episode two live up to that d what would you give it out of 10 okay i'm gonna tell you why i'm doing this first so <laughs> yeah, yeah no, i already oh, explained oh, i hate here we go travel. here we go here we go this is gonna be juicy <laughs> so keep this in mind i hate time travel but the episode did a very good job of setting rules out without it being convoluted they didn't spend a yes. f- 10 minute intro monologue about the how the theories of time travel work they sprinkled it in and in piece by piece throughout this episode and made it interesting mm-hmm they stuck to that. They kept with it. Any any sequence Loki was in with Mobius, I loved. Any action scene in this, I loved. I thought the sets were fantastic. I thought the time periods were fantastic. And I loved the action. I'm giving it a 9 again. And this is a very unbiased 9 due to the fact I hate time travel. So I'm basing this off the 
acting, the explanation, the sets, and the episode as a whole. Chris, what would you give it out of 10? Oh, I think I'm going to give it a wow. <laughs> what is that a 10? Uh, so you heard it here. <laughs> Chris gave it a 10. That, that for, for, our me... audience, for our audiences listening, the wow is a 10 out of 10. It's, it's a Actually, wow. that would be a 9 out of 10 wow. You know, if you've seen some it's of a, his oh, movies, okay. there are different ele- elevations of his wows. <laughs> but I thought it was a, oh. a, a good episode because, you know, they explained a little more. We got a little bit of a backstory. We got introduced to the visual of this character that they're chasing, which I'm going to say it, you know, because, you know, you were with, uh, what's his name in WandaVision? You so wanted it to be... Mephesto? Mephesto. So this yeah. lady, Loki, I feel like is Enchantress. And I will explain that right now. So in the credits... Oh, here we go. Oh, here, yes. So in the credits... The actress is listed as the variant, but in the Castilian Spanish credits, she's listed. Yes, I'm aware of this. Yeah, she's with the name Sylvie, and that's an entirely different character. So in the Marvel comics, Sylvie is a human that was gifted powers from Loki. And after some time has gone by sylvie does eventually take on the mantle of enchantress so i feel come on you guys it's and the god of mischief sylvie part of the young avengers as well uh i didn't sorry was who the character sylvie which is like enchantress enchantress 2.0 i believe she was in the young avengers as well and Kang is a Young Avengers main villain. Oh. That could... But I still don't think that's Enchantress. <laughs> I'm going to go and say that's still Loki variant. But we'll see. Let it roll out and, you know, we'll, we'll find out in the, in the next couple of weeks here what's going on. Exactly. And uh, One other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, do you remember in the beginning when they arrived to Oshkosh, Loki Mobius? And Loki goes to him and says... Hey, why not just go back in time, you know, before this happened and stop it? What was Mobius's uh, response? You guys remember that? Yeah, once mm-hmm. um, once, once in like a, there's a nexus event happening, time becomes basically screwed up. So you can't go before or after. Like you have to show up in real time because you can't pinpoint the exact location um, a variant is. Once they start messing around, time becomes scrambled. See, that's the attention to detail I like, and that's what you're alluding to, D. They throughout the show they were explaining and closing in some of these, you know, questions that people have about the rules. That's why I love of it. How time travel works. Because these are these right. are very basic questions everyone asks. Why don't you go back in time and kill blah blah yeah. blah? Well, you can't. But it's important. It's but it's important, right, to close yeah. off these questions so people can understand truly how it works. Yeah. And the limitations within it. It's okay if you make up your own rules as long as you stick to them. And so far, they've been yes. doing that. So I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. And we'll be watching as fans. You know, we'll be diligently watching. Are they sticking to their, you know, their core rules here of time travel throughout the next phase? Because I'm sure this won't be the first, I mean, the last of time traveling. We're going to see more of that happening or moving into different dimensions, right? Like, uh, I don't want to okay, throw shade so on anyone, give... but Flash started yeah. dropping the ball. Like by the, yeah. by the third time yeah. travel, it's like you broke your own rule, buddy. And then even yeah. if it got lazy and they said, "Oh, with time travel, you can do anything you want," the rules stop making sense. Like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm done with this show. <laughs> well, you should go watch uh, Superman and Lois because yeah, I need to finish show. that. Yeah, that's a, that's a great show. Um, all right, okay, I'm gonna give it. Um, what am I gonna give it? I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. This is a wow for me this was <laughs> what did you give the last episode. one i believe i gave it a 9.5 and then chris did you give the last one a 10 someone gave it a 10 i did yeah, yeah. okay interesting this was my 10 
I wonder what my 10. 10 will be. I wonder why my 10 will be. This was my 10, and I'll tell you why it's my 10. Because we just talked about it. Throughout the entire show, they started sprinkling in the rules and limitations of what time traveling is all about. I love that because it's educating the, the casual viewers and everybody interested in how things are working, the mechanics of it all. And they did it in such a simplistic way. And it's not easy to do that because a lot of times shows get confusing and they break their own rules, like you said, D. So I love that, how they sprinkled that in. I loved how the different expressions of Loki's face was zoomed in and the camera picked up on. There are so many things. There was, uh, you know, mischiefs. There was hurt. There was, uh, you know, arrogance. There are so many things and you know that you saw of him. And in just one episode, you saw so many different types of his facial expressions of what he's thinking and what he's what he's hearing. And I love that because it was, it's really good to see that. Uh, I love Mobius. Uh, he I think his character developed even more to a point where now you're seeing him. He's business. He's all business. He's not going to take crap from them. He's quick to sniff out BS like he did in the tent when he was trying to lie to him. And he just took a moment and said, yeah, he's full of shit. Let's get out of here. Let's uh there's no there's nobody outside there. So I love that development of that and I'm very, very, you know, interested in seeing how this Ravana character is gonna play because she grabs that stick near the end where they're all running in and she's like, Oh hell no, I I am about to, you know, whoop some you know what. It's about time you know, she grabs that stick and she's about to you know, it's go time now, right? So yeah. I wanna see what she's all about, what she's gonna do. And of course you know, the female Loki being introduced, I thought it was awesome to finally see somebody of his level or maybe even higher than him, you know, and then that line at the end, it's not all, all about you. It, it sealed it off for me. I think this was a 10 out of 10 episode. Great pace. Doesn't have to have a whole lot of action, but it felt like it, there was a whole lot of suspense going on there. It was awesome. And I can't wait for episode three. Keep the good times rolling here. We've we've given it high marks two weeks in a row, so it, it's setting up to be the best show so far in on Disney Plus from the MCU. But um, was there anything else you guys wanted to add? I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah, Chris, anything you wanted to add? Oh my gosh, could we go on? Yes, but should we? <laughs> Maybe save it. <laughs> yeah, save it for uh, episode. Which, by the way, every week we'll be doing our weekly episodic uh, review. So make sure to check out our bonus coverage. We also have our weekly episode, which talks about uh, various topics in the pop culture world. And you can find us pretty much anywhere. Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. The list goes on and on. And if we're not in a place that you listen to your podcast send us a message at uh, astonishing nr on twitter or instagram we're available on social media and we'll love to hear from you guys and if you think that we missed anything of importance in our review let us know as well we'd love to hear other people's thoughts and any easter eggs we missed we definitely want to hear that we're all big nerds here we all want to pick every little detail and think you know what we've missed or what we've covered so yeah, with that being said, uh, you know, wherever you are in the world or the universe, have yourself a good morning, a good day, and a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Time varied, y'all. TVA. TVA. <laughs>